I teach a dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence. Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy. Oh I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. What's up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and you're listening to the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we've got a full-length show with a couple of good buddies of mine, Eli and Will. Uh, these guys are, we're going to bring them on here in a minute. They're going to tell, tell us all about their stuff. But uh, basically their biggest thing they've got going on right now is they are the co-hosts of a podcast that I was a guest on called Day One Dollar Zero. It's an entrepreneur podcast. And the reason they're here today is because uh, typically out of the um, plethora of podcasts that I do, uh, most of them just aren't great. Uh, and, and you know, that's, that's my professional assessment. Um, it's truth. And these guys did such a good job and had such an interesting story that I invited them to come out and join us to, to, uh, to be on our show. And it just happens to be, um, right in the middle of all this ridiculous bullshit that's going on in the world. And when I'm, when I'm talking about ridiculous bullshit, um, I'm talking about us having a government that collects taxes from us all year long and <clears throat> big bickers and fights and bitches with each other about how to help the economy. Then when it comes time to pass a bill, um, the Kennedy Center gets $26 million. Smithsonian gets a billion dollars. The National Art Gallery, because that's extremely fucking important right now, gets $154 million. National Art and Humanities gets $167 million. The Woodrow Wilson Center gets $14 million. Egypt gets $1.3 billion. Sudan gets $700 million. Ukraine gets $453 million. Israel gets 500 million. Nepal gets 130 million. Burma gets 135 million. Cambodia, 85 million. Pakistan, 25 million. And Asia, Asia RIA, $1.4 billion. And after all of that, the American citizens get $600. Now, I've been very vocal with you guys all year long. I've been very patient with you guys all year long. I've explained to you what's been going on over and over and over again. And I get these messages and you say, thank you for speaking up. Thank you for standing up for us. Thank you, motherfucker. You got to stand up for you. Okay? I don't know what to tell you. You, you, you guys want to be fucking pussies and get your fucking, your tax paper? This is so fucking disgusting to me. And I can't believe that anybody in this fucking country is okay with this at all. At all. For any reason. We have people who have had their whole fucking businesses shut down in the name of health, in the name of a fucking virus, 
It has a 99.98 all-in survival rate. That doesn't even count if you catch it. And all you motherfuckers went berserk this year. You went and feared yourself into a fucking corner. And you allowed these fucking tyrants to close your businesses. You've allowed these, these fucking people to literally take your fucking tax money that they shouldn't even be collecting at this point in time anyway and giving it to places like Ukraine and fucking Egypt and fucking Nepal and Burma and Cambodia and Pakistan. Oh, and buying art for the National Art Gallery. I read a text this morning from uh, a 70-plus-year-old man who served our country in Vietnam. And the text was really fucking short. And it made me sick. And the text basically went on about how our generation of people, my generation of people, your generation of people, are weak as fuck. And you guys keep fucking waiting around for someone else to come fucking do it. You keep waiting around for someone else to come save you. You keep waiting around for someone else to come and fucking fix things. You motherfuckers are the ones that you've been waiting for. Do you not get that yet? It's you. It's you. No one else is coming. No, There's not going to be this switch And then all of a sudden, all the patriots come running out of the fucking hills to fucking fix this tyrannical shit. It's you. Now, I've been trying to get the word out for a fucking year, and all I've got is my ass blistered for it by stupid motherfuckers that can't even fucking pay attention to what's going on in the news. People who want to fucking make everything about race and everything about color and everything about your sexual Uh, orientation so that we can all fight about all these things while they fucking rob us and ruin our fucking livelihoods. Tell us that we can't go to Thanksgiving. Tell us that we can't go to Christmas. Tell us that we can't go to motherfucking dinner. Except they can. We see them fucking laughing at us, putting their fucking mask on right before they go on camera talking about how Oh, hey, you know, just got to put this on for a little uh, political theater. And you just fucking take it. You think these motherfuckers have any interest in you? You think they care about you at all? You're fucking delusional. These people are not like you. These people do not have the same heart you have. They do not have the, there's no guilt. They don't feel bad for what they're doing. They're laughing. They're taking your shit. They're ruining your life. And then they're fucking laughing about it. And what are you doing? Well, thanks, Andy, for speaking up. Speaking up ain't going to get it done, motherfuckers. It ain't going to get it done. If If you're so uncomfortable speaking up against shit that is fucking wrong, then you deserve to get your fucking ass blasted by these fucking idiots. You deserve to have your business closed. It's, it's, it's beyond my comprehension that some of you have allowed these motherfuckers to, com- to completely close your business and you just sit there. 
It, it's beyond my comprehension. I can't fucking, co- I can't comprehend it. I can't. What the fuck are you afraid of? They're taking everything and they intend to keep taking until you have nothing. I explained this to you in the beginning of the last show and then fucking show before that and then a bunch of whole shows before that this whole fucking year. Show me where I've been wrong. Show me. Because I haven't been. Now it's going to take more than a few motherfuckers like Ian Smith and fucking a couple other people with big fucking, you know, sources of courage to fucking stand up and fucking do it. But you motherfuckers think this is just going to fucking hashtag, hashtag trend its way to getting fixed, and it's not. These motherfuckers hate you, they fucking love them, and they love each other. And they're using you and taking your whole fucking life, your fucking kids' lives, and the future generations of this country's lives away so that they can fucking sit back with their fucking feet in the air and live this fucking life. And it's fucking wrong. I'm disgusted. This ain't no fucking act for me. I'm just not a game. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted with a lot of you people who won't fucking even peep a goddamn word. You won't even peep a fucking word. Oh, we'll see what happens. No, no, we can see what's happening. Oh, who are you afraid of? You're afraid of some fucking idiot online saying, oh, you're a fucking misogynist. Dude, what the fuck? That's my fucking intro. I think it's an appropriate intro. I can't fucking do this shit, dude. Well, I think, you know, what's interesting about it, and I, you know, you you look at the green energy bill that they've been trying to jam through the stimulus package the whole time. And, you know, they couldn't couldn't get it passed, couldn't get it passed because of all the fluff that was put in for the Kennedy Center, for the National Art Gallery, the billions of dollars that they put in that bill on the front side for stimulus, they wouldn't let it get through. They wouldn't let it get through and get passed. And now on the back end, when the people's balls are hanging as far as they can and their backs against the wall, they sign off on letting all six hundred dollars, six hundred fucking dollars, six hundred dollars. And the sad part of that is, is like even if the American people were getting all of the money, you know, printing more money is not the solution to this problem. Printing more money and creating inflation and the inflation effect, and we can get into the housing market, but it's going to create a trickle down effect in the next four years that is going to affect all of us. And for us not to receive that money on American soil is fucking, dude, that's, that's fucking treason in and of itself. That's stealing. This, this is not allowed anymore. No, it's fucked. This is not allowed. All of you fucking listening right now, this shit needs to fucking end. And any motherfucker that thinks that a fucking country should be getting a fucking hundreds of millions of dollars from us when our people are starving and they can't, fu- they can't even open their fucking businesses and employ the sm- mid- middle class America. You're, fuck you, man. You're the fucking piece of shit that needs to be the fuck out of here. I can't stand it, dude. You guys think this shit's funny. You think I'm overreacting. Consider it this. And I don't give a fuck what you think of this. Look at my life. Look at my, what I've built. Look at the companies I've built repeatedly over and over and over again. I'm a pretty smart motherfucker. And if you're sitting there wondering why the fuck I'm so upset, you should be asking yourself why the fuck you aren't so so upset. Because I see it, motherfuckers. You don't. 
And we're in deep shit. You keep allowing people to take our fucking money, DJ, your money that you fucking pay taxes. You like paying taxes? How about that? How about, how about a fucking billion dollars for some fucking art, bro? How about that? How about, no, no, no. Not for your daughter, Ryan. Not for your fucking kids, Sal. Not for your motherfucking kids. Billion dollars for some fucking art. How's that make you feel? Makes me feel like shit, honestly. I was talking to Eli about this earlier when we were working out. In my opinion, I think Trump needs to veto this. He needs to throw this. He needs to shit. Camp. A million percent agree. And my thing is, you know, the leg that he was standing on a few months ago, he was like, "Well, if they bring me a standalone bill, right? Yeah, for stimulus, uh, you know, help. I'll sign it." Well, that's not what the fuck that is. So, so that needs to be shoved right back down the, up their ass, in my opinion. Look, dude, these guys created this whole fucking scenario for a fucking couple different reasons. One, <clears throat> they want to win the election. Two, they want to establish a, glo a globalist, socialist, fucking communist, one world order. That's the fucking facts. If that's not, if you cannot fucking see that right now, then your brain is not working properly. And that's about as nice as I can fucking say it. Okay. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, no, motherfucker. It's called a conspiracy. Yeah. I'm sure the Holocaust was a conspiracy theory before it got, <clears throat> it got going. Is that okay to say? I mean. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Stalin said it himself. I was talking to, this is when J.P. Donnell was in town. And he uh, gave me the story, but I didn't know about it, about Stalin. About pulling the fucking feathers out of the rooster? Yes. 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 And, and it's incredible, right? So it's, it's a different perspective yeah, on the story. boiling water with the frog, right? But. Dude, these are these are crumbs, these are crumbs, and people just keep taking them and keep. No, taking no, no. Them. Tell the story. Oh, so so Stalin, he he took a, a, a chicken, and he ripped all the feathers off of his live chicken. Chicken's losing his mind; it's running around crazy, it's bleeding, right? It ran a short distance away, and then Stalin dropped some food down, just little tidbits. And the chicken forgot all about all about the pain, all about the struggle, and uh, started crawling back to Stalin, and they took the food. Um, and then he said, this is how easy it is to govern stupid people. They will follow you no matter how much pain you cause them, as long as you throw them a little uh, lifeless, worthless treat. That's it. I mean, so when you think about stuff like the Holocaust, right, how it got started, this is what it is. This is basically You know what happens psychology. to politicians like that in history? They die. They get their fucking heads cut off. They die. And I think, our fucking po I think our fucking own politicians have forgotten a lot of fucking real history. Well, I think a lot of Americans have forgot real history. I'm just being honest. <clears throat> no fucking, <laughs> no fucking Doesn't happen. city council executive. Oh, you can't run your fucking restaurant. How about this? How about fuck you? And until the rest of you motherfuckers out there get this attitude going, we ain't fucking changing shit. Because like I said, dude, we are the people that you're waiting for. You are the people you're waiting for. I've been fucking saying this. What I say over the summer, this will stop when what? We stop it. When stop we it. fucking stop it. Dude, I'm disgusted, man. And then you got, you got this fucking old lady on fucking TV who's never done a fucking thing in her entire life. You go to her district in San Francisco, it looks like a fucking war zone. Highest population of homelessness. The highest population of fucking homelessness is in her district, yeah. And she's fucking telling us what the fuck we can have, $600. She fucking said there on the news yesterday, well, I wish it would have been better, but it was significant. 
$600 significant for what? She lives in a $20 million house. And you think about her, her rule, like her, that her district, I mean, you can walk down the streets of San Francisco. Dude, most- I could walk out here and give 600 bucks to any one of these guys. And they're going to say, well, thank you, but it ain't going to change none of their fucking lives. No. Well, and you dude, and you, you, de- when you decapitate our entire, you just take the restaurant industry because it seems to be the one that always comes back to the forefront. 600 fucking dollars. I mean, those people make $600 a night during the holiday season. You know, they're making fucking three, four, five, six hundred dollars a night. And that's how they pay. I mean, I, I had a lady at, at, at uh, the restaurant that we pick up from all the time. You know, she came out and she said her whole goal was to, to raise enough money for her daughter so that she could get braces. And her whole goal was to make that money during the holiday season. And that's like her entire fucking year was wrapped up in the, into the hope that she was just going to be able to work to earn the right to give her daughter fucking braces. And these assholes are six hundred fucking dollars. You live in a twenty million dollar fucking house. Six hundred fucking dollars, but you think about it. Like on top of that, like you walk down the streets of San Francisco, there's shit, human shit, that they tolerate in these villages, and they're up and down the street. You're talking about the highest rent district in the entire fucking world, and there's humans outside shitting and pissing on the street. They tolerate that. That's what we're getting ready to 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 be able to tolerate as a society. We tolerate Nancy Pelosi and her little fucking her little friends' agenda and how they what they accept and what they allow like that's gonna be us no it ain't yeah no it ain't no it ain't well Eli, what's your take on this <clears throat> it's a lot to take in you know well, I, I think first that deep sexy voice is will is. <laughs> well why don't, why don't you introduce that. yourself real quick we have a will and an eli introduction uh my name is will grimes i've got a deep sexy voice uh, strip club strip club <laughs> announcer actually uh, i I was part-time. I was a weekend crew. It's a long story. It's, weekend uh, day, t- day shift. Yeah. Well, I, I, would, uh, I would dance as a... Nah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there another day. But um, yeah, um, I did a lot of, a lot of time. Uh, did a little bit of pro baseball. Uh, my, my bus, one of my best friends died in Iraq on his first deployment. I'll leave a super short, um, you know, not, in, not impressive career on that and um. Decided to go to the Marine Corps and start off in the, on the backbone, man, of the Marine Corps of Marine Corps Infantry. While I was there, I spent some time under Special Operations Command. Um, and in addition, to that, I was able to um, to to be uh, afforded the privilege of being an instructor for the uh, First Marine Division. I was a counter sniper instructor for division schools, uh, a course called Urban Assault Leaders Course. So it's all of your um, just urban combined arms, man, of just you know training guys up and, and getting them ready for um, for deployments and. From there, did some government work. You guys probably call it mercenary work. Um, and then from there, back home to um, to my hometown to be a police officer. You know, did that for a while and um, and had a good time with that. And got back to the community and into the streets. And and um, from there, of all things, got back into fitness. And in my story, I had a buddy that was building a company, and he gave me an opportunity to be number two in his in his company. And I probably didn't warrant that, um, but I put a lot of passion and story behind it. And I started realizing myself as an entrepreneur. And um, so, you know, I, I met this guy, decided to, um, we'll probably tell more of the story, but decided to get into real estate and, um, and we, we crushed that. We do a good job. I'm very prideful of, of what we've accomplished. Um, couldn't be more soccer mom than it is, I guess. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of qualities, you know, apply and, but, you know, I guess long story long here before we get too detailed on stories is, you know, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it, you know, in foreign soil. I've, I've seen it in America, you know, from a police officer perspective. And I, I, I've seen people hurt, not just 
It's not just the fun shootings and the, oh man, the chasing bad guys and the car chases. It's the verbal domestics that turn to, that turn to physical domestic. And it's, it's seeing good people make bad decisions, you know, during harsh times. And, and obviously I was not a cop during COVID, but I can only imagine, you know, and a couple of things to take away <clears throat> from the intro is just when people aren't speaking up, I, I've got two things for that, right? Is people don't change until it's too painful not to, right? So I have a, when I talk to people, I have a big thing on, stop worrying about your why. What's your why? What's your why? I think that's hard as fuck, man. I think I'm still figuring mine out, you know, and if I can't figure mine out, to be able to pinpoint it. How, how do I expect others to? But I think trying to understand who you're not versus trying to figure out who you are, you know, and, and your breaking point, you know, and perspective, you know, because if you don't even know how to resonate with that pain, it's never going to be too painful to change, right? And I think a lot of things that you guys are talking about, majority are uneducated and they're, they're good enough. And I think we see this in fitness. We see it in business. We see it in a lot of different realms. People are good enough. And they just haven't felt enough pain. Second point I have to that is camaraderie is forged in adversity. So in order for people to come together, right? Uh, like let's use the Marine Corps, for example, different races, different religions, different music choice, different personalities. You got my back. You don't have to be best friends and, and drink beer every night. And you're going to have Marines that are great friends that you have a good time with. You got Marines that are just, man, they're, Maybe they're into some different things than you are, and it's all good. And maybe you butt heads, you know, in the field when you're training, and hey, and that's all good. But we're going somewhere, whether you like it or not. But I got your back, right? And that that camaraderie that you get in adversity, you know, is, is big. And I think America has an opportunity right now for everybody that does not appreciate what's going on to really come together, you know, through big pinnacle people like yourselves that are really taking the lead that are the uh the cavaliers you know and all of this to really jump on board and just understand that, that the camaraderie and the come together you know and and then being a force to be reckoned with and a movement is what creates change if we're going to be onesies and twosies right if there's one restaurant opening up for example it's real easy to shut that place down but if if cities get just as busy as the riots were with small businesses and not only small businesses owning people going into the small businesses you're not going to have a police force that one, they can't man getting rid of everybody in those cities. Secondly, I bet over half of those police officers choose not to enforce it in the first place. Right. But it's got to be that type of movement. And I, and I, I wish more people would understand the feeling of camaraderie and just a brother in right of not having to be the same, but just having the same goal, right? We're all working toward a common goal maybe from different directions in life, but just backing each other up and just making someone or something bigger than yourself important right now. And just understanding whether you're a consumer or a small business owner, you both have roles because those small businesses can open, but if nobody's coming in because they're too scared. So whether you're a small business owner, or you support small business, like you breathe and you have a mouth and you wipe your ass, you could probably go to a small business for something. You've got to support their initiative to open up. And you've got to make that stand and create change. And, you know, and you see it in riots, right? Like as in, in police work, what do they like to do? What do we like to do in, in, in a riot? Leaders, right? Head whatever's in charge. They go for those, right? They'll even split the riot. They'll even have police, right? Like we'll, we'll create the, the flying V, right? Yeah. And we'll dive into there and we'll create space to grab someone that's taken lead, that's taken initiative. And you try to eliminate the cancer right away. Now, completely appropriate for 
let's take politics out of it. Let's just say the riot should not be there and it's violent and it's inappropriate, right? We've got to take those out and eliminate cancer right now. And when that happens, it takes the wind out of the sail of the entire riot. People see what happened to that person. They're no longer, they're no longer, they're no longer about it, about it. Well, guess what? Those same tactics are being used when it comes to manipulation and what's going on with America, you know, and it's not leadership. They've got an agenda behind it, which makes it manipulation. Right. But I just, man, just the, the camaraderie and adversity is so important. And right now America has an opportunity to, to create some change that they can back and believe. And there's a reward on the other side. If you're courageous enough to either stand up for yourself or go stand up for someone else and support what they're doing. Well, and I think there's a great example with that. And we've been able to not only for us, befriend, stand behind next to turn our community onto like, look at Ian Smith, you know, nine months ago, we didn't know who Ian was right in that grand scheme of things, but he had the courage to stand alone. And it took, you know, Andrew befriended him first, you know, in a sense, Hey, look at this guy. We need to support him. And then, you know, Andrew turns the light onto him. Then guess what? I'm turning my light onto him. Our guys are turning. You walk, dude, yesterday made me, it was really cool. Actually, I wanted to get a picture. There was, I don't know, 14 or 15 people training at about 6.30 at night last night. I think 10 of them had fucking uh, Bellamar, well, Bellamar well, yeah. shirts on, right? Like in some way, shape, or form. That support, you know, like here's a guy who's going, he's, he's the guy, right? And he's been locked up, take him away, shut the doors down. And the momentum, people are supporting his action, but there needs to be more chiefs in that world, you know, and understanding like, hey, this is going to happen not only at a national level, but it's going to happen at a regional level. It's going to happen at a state level, a city level, a county level. But you need balls of courage to stand <clears throat> and understand it. Dude, but there's two roles to that obligation as we both talked about. Like, no. there are fucking the leaders and there are the, the, the patrons. Like, you have to, if you see somebody, and I know we've had a huge initiative as a company to support those small businesses since the fucking jump. But you got a motherfucking role to play. Like you might say, oh, it's not my job or, oh, I don't have it. No, no, no. You have a fucking role and your role is to support those small businesses. And before they open, like you need to, when you're having those conversations, be like, hey, man, I'll support you. Hey, man, I got you. And that's that camaraderie piece that, you know, courage is there. But, you know, your role, you might not have a business, but you got fucking dollars to spend and you're working and, and you have that opportunity to be able to engage in those small businesses. Let those people know like, hey, man, I got your fucking back. That's the unsaid part of that forged relationship that happens, whether it's a locker room, whether it's on the battlefield, whether it's whatever. It's like, hey, we, we might not be the same in a sense, but we're going to go fucking fight that. You and I are on the same fucking team and I got your back. And it starts there. This is not, a, this is not a, an idea or a problem that's outside of your grasp, right? Like when we talk about presidential elects. We talk about politics and it's hard to learn. It's hard to understand. And like, man, that's so far out of my reach. Why, why am I even in the conversation? It's not true. Right. And this is where, it's where we get back to like Marine Corps infantry. Right. And like, that's where my pride is. You know, that's what I'll always call myself. No matter like SOCOM is, it's phenomenal. I've met some amazing guys. Marine Corps infantry is bull riding, right? That's where the, that's where the entertainment is, right? It's the bull riding. People come for that show. Well, that's the backbone and that's the staple of the Marine Corps. And please understand no matter how high you are in command staff or what crazy cool stuff we got, guys kicking indoors, bringing the fight to the fight, that's what, that's what wins those battles, right? And it's the same thing here. Like it's got to start with you and it's got to start with your neighbor. And if, if, if that doesn't seem big to you, no, that is big. And there's a domino effect to that, you know? And man, they talk about in the Bible, man, taking care of your neighbor, right? And, and loving, loving your neighbor. 
It's okay to start there. And it's okay if like, man, what's my influence and, and, and where am I at in this whole thing? Love your neighbor. You know, Take care of your neighbor, right? Like it can't, it's okay yeah, to start yeah, right. there. And if you end up getting, if you end up becoming bigger and having more influence, hey, that's phenomenal. But please understand the majority of us that are still trying to work and provide for our kids and we got, well, we got enough of our own shit going on. True. And I understand that. You can still have fun. You, you still find time to, to love your neighbor and please understand like the power of that of that behavior consistently at scale wins wars, right? Uh, one, one thing I think about, I think the problem that we're seeing right now is, is, is everybody's thinking this is not my problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no, no, Andy, this is just your shit. You only got to worry about this. Not, that's not. First of all, let's be fucking real. I don't have to worry about fucking shit, okay? Let's just get that. So all you motherfuckers out there listening to me talk about this, I own a bunch of different companies and they all do well. They, they've all done well. We've been blessed. We've pivoted. We've done good. I've taken care of our people. There's not been one motherfucker in this building that's missed a fucking dollar during this whole time. Okay? So I've done my part. All right? <clears throat> Let's get that fucking straight. Here's the problem. The problem is all the motherfuckers who are letting their businesses be fucking flattened by these no dick having fucking city councilman fucks, okay, who are fucking placating to the liberal agenda because they think it's the fucking thing to do, okay? They're trying to be Gavin Newsom, or they're trying to, be, they're not going to like what happens to Gavin Newsom here soon. No. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? When you're sitting there trying to pretend to be like him, you're going to get dealt the same shit that he gets dealt, and it ain't going to be good. So, but here's where I'm confused. All right. What about all the businesses that have the people who have fucking lost everything? People who have lost 30, 40 generation, uh, 30, 40 year generational businesses. What, what, where, where'd you all go? Did you just go home? I'm just saying, what'd you do? You just went home? Every night I fucking turn on the fucking news here in St. Louis. It's another iconic restaurant closed for good. Mangina's, okay, fucking, uh, they're manjas or whatever. The f I don't know what they call it. Yeah, but again, and Charlie Gito's too. Charlie yeah. Gito's downtown, which is a fucking staple of staples inside St. Louis. They close it. They're dude. They're 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 closed until further notice. Okay, I mean that's closed. So all all of these people, um, with the local restaurants and shit, where the fuck are you guys? You're, you're just letting them close your shit. You're not doing shit. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that wouldn't be how I react. I'm out here risking my fucking reputation and my livelihood for people like you, and you won't even stand up for your fucking self. That disgusts me. Well, I think that's the, there, therein lies like the lesson that, you know, and, and you have to understand, you know, to Andrew's point, you know, there's zero benefit for, for you to have that, those thoughts and opinions, right? Fuck no. Zero. Like there's not a... There's not a monetary benefit in any way, shape, or form. And I think that's the thing that, you know, to Andrew's point earlier, is like being able to see those things is a lot different when you're out of the woods looking down on the forest versus when you're in the woods looking through the forest. When you're in the woods looking through the forest, it's very hard to di differentiate what's in front of you or how far it is out in front. But like when you have a different perspective, and that's to Will's point in regards to perspective shift, that perspective shift is like looking at, okay, well, let's, let's talk about this trillion dollar deal. Where the fuck's money going? 
You know all I mean? their fucking buddies. No, that's my point. But like, why is that money? Why is that money not going to small why, business? Dude, why is there one motherfucking dollar? One dollar going to anything other than the American people here? Why? Because I'm going to tell you right, right now, if I was fucking president, that would be it. And, and I, all of you motherfuckers that fucking think you see, see, dude, here's what we need. We need a complete fucking wash of all of these fucking old school fucking secret handshake, blue blood motherfuckers. And they all need to be fucking swept out. They all need to go to jail and we need to start the fuck over. And that's what we fucking need. Yeah. I think just to be clear, right? Like I, I just to be clear with what you're saying, it's not that you're against giving money to other countries and helping out. It's that, Hey, what is this thing for? What did you say it yeah. was for? Right. And then there's gotta be integrity behind that. Right. So, well, right now right under the current circumstances, I am 1 million percent against giving a fucking penny to anybody until that America's doesn't back on fly top. our fucking flag. Well, yeah. you know, the idea behind that, you're on an airplane, right? You know, they give mm -hmm. the safety speech, right? Yep. They tell yep. you if the cabin loses pressure, what do you do first? Put your mask on. You, but, but do you put it on your kid first or who well, do you put it on? Yourself. Put it on yourself. Don't include so yourself. if we want to help these other countries, that's fine. But we got to make sure that we still have a country to fucking help. Mm -hmm. Right? And so if we're not taking care of ourselves first, we're not going to be able to ever well, help I, them. I don't think, yeah. And I think that's a very valid argument. And you're saying, I agree with you. I do agree with that. But I We've do want to be on clear, top. Under, yes, we have to be healthy. We're not healthy right now. I am all for helping other countries and, you know, <clears throat> places that are, you know, struggling. I'm all for it, dude. But when, when it's like this for us and we're in danger of losing our entire fucking economy. See, some of you are, are so miseducated about what the economy is. That you don't, you can't even comprehend a conversation. You think the economy is the Dow Jones or the fucking NASDAQ. That is not the economy. And that is not the people. That's the fucking stock market. That's measuring the richest com companies in the fucking planet. Yes, they're doing well. You know why they're doing well? Because they've completely stolen market share from all the middle companies that aren't listed on that. So if we had a fucking middle index that you could fucking look at and say, hey, how's everybody in the middle doing? It would say zero. There would be no cream in our Oreo right now. No. And like, dude, they don't fucking, pe but people don't get that. They don't get it. Like, dude, we, we, are, we are suffering as a country because of the ignorance and apathy of our own citizens. I, I'm actually curious, Will and Eli, to get, to get your guys' viewpoints on, on this particular situation. Because I, I, love, I love the market, right? It's kind of like, I'm not very educated. I'm not an economist in any way, shape, or form, but I do understand. I understand small business really well, and I kind of understand the consumer. And so, like, in my brain, right, you see, we're looking at this huge influx of uh, past due mortgages, right? Yeah. Late payments. We're looking at the middle class. We're looking at all these people who are starving to go to work, okay? Housing prices are at all-time high. Interest rates at all-time low. Buying, buying power is out the fucking roof, bro. Out the roof. I mean, I lost on a house on a fucking shootout in something I never thought I'd ever fucking even be in a shootout on. You just want to win the shootout. Bro! No, and I learned a long time ago, don't you stick your fucking... You go out in front of that house bidding war is a loss. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, to Andrew's point, like, these, like... And I, dude, even with the guys that handle my money, in a sense, like, I put all my money on the sideline. I'm very cons conservative, specifically right now, because, like, one-on-one -on -one is not two. And I see 2006 in my brain all over again from the standpoint of the, of the tumble because the American people, not, and I'm not saying they're not smart 
in general, but specifically when it comes to money, money seems to be a struggle. Well, it's, it's very not similar. taught. Not educated. It's not taught. Just not like taught, dieting. Yeah. Just like dieting. Why it's is that? Well, this because is they why. want the control. It gives people no power. shit. Yeah. yeah. You you guys all out there think, oh well, why didn't they not teach us anything that we needed to know in school? How come they didn't teach us how to balance our personal finances? How come they didn't teach us about credit scores? How because they want you to be in debt. They want you to have a shitty credit score and they want you to be dependent on them. Are you? But very I, similar to weight, Andrew, right? Yeah. I mean, when you look at the comorbidities that talk, you talk about the drivers in the pharma market and you, I mean, dude, even look at COVID in general. Overweight people seem to be the backbone of this entire, of that entire pinnacle of bullshit, right? There's, I mean, you look at how many people die of obesity every year. It's 10 times that of COVID. Then you look at fucking heart disease. You look at any type of cardio disease in any way, shape, or form. That fucking thing, it's even more nat. Well, and, and to your point, right, not to cut you off. Oh, you're good. One of your biggest frustrations is like, hey, we're losing because of the ignorance of our own people. And yeah. It's like, so flip that's what you're talking about with like just health and fitness, right? Like you're obese and you know it and you're still letting yourself be that knowing it's going to kill you. No. It's, it's the same behavior. They're not even doing this. They're, they're not even willing to say, oh, it's my fault I'm obese. They say exactly. they've got this fucking cultural thing now where it's not your fault about anything. Okay. So it's not your fucking fault that you eat fucking 2,000, 3,000 extra calories than you should every day. Because I know when I was 350 pounds, that's what the fuck I was doing. I was eating 10,000 calories a day, drinking fucking Maker's Mark, and I was fat as fuck. Couldn't even see my fucking dick. That's the truth. Okay. But I didn't walk around fucking pointing at other people saying it's your fault. It's. It, you know what? It's your fucking fault. I'm fat. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, and to the flip side of that, I'm sure you had some people that had honest conversations with you. Hey, Andy, get your shit together. Like, you didn't have people like that. Not really. Body positivity shit. Well, no, Andy, you look fine. I, actually, that's what most people do. Yeah. I'm saying well, that's, that's the same thing we have going on right now. It's a big problem. There's just a lot of integrity behind it. Like you're talking about the market. You know, and um, and Eli. Bro, if speak. you look in the mirror and you think you're fucking fat, guess what? You're fat. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Yeah. That's the truth. None of your friends, your mom, your girlfriend, your fucking dad, your girlfriend does not like fucking you, fatty. That's a fucking fact. Okay. You might think that she does because she's a good person and this and that. And of course there's obsession, uh, exceptions here, but you're fat. You better be really funny. Yeah. There's got to be something. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so DJ, so, so I got a mentor DJ around, <laughs> around the ways sometimes. Yeah. And I, my key lesson I've taught DJ in the, in the last fucking year. Go ahead. Tell her a joke and then pull out your dick. That's it. That's it. That's the Tell whole key, joke. dude. That's Distraction. It. No, man, I'm not, I'm not surprised by the general population's response to COVID. I'm not. And not to call people cheap. But yeah. For the most bah. part, people, bah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. What I am surprised is, man, restaurant owners and business owners, we're entrepreneurs. This is something that we're bred for. We're, we're made to be resourceful and provide for ourselves and question authority and live a lot in the gray area, you know, just managing yeah. shit, making things work. Yeah. I'm not surprised by the way the general population has reacted, but businesses and entrepreneurs starting a fucking restaurant, man, that's not easy. No. Running a restaurant, not easy. And then just to roll over? Yeah, man. Because someone says some shit to you? Yeah. How that, about this? That's the part that pisses me off. How about no? Off. Yeah. No. No. Oh, well, you're going to arrest me? Right. Okay. Right. Oh, you're going to arrest me tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, the next day too? Okay. 
I'm still gonna be serving fucking tacos, motherfucker. Dude, entrepreneurs are bed, bred for this. But this is where this is where you know, unlike anything else before entrepreneurs, you've always had. If you weren't good enough, you had to get better as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. But you've always had a consumer to go to. If yeah. your product sucked, you just had to either had to get better or be, or be different. But there was consumers. But right now, these entrepreneurs, these restaurant owners, they're kind of relying on 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 consumers coming in. Dude, look, to kind of like complete that effect, right? And I think it's still a little, a little twofold with it. These motherfuckers don't deserve to be in business if they want to open their business. Yeah. Period. And here's the good, here's the fucking good part of that whole thing happening. Um, when, when this comes to a head, which it will, and it's going to soon. When it comes to a head, all the weak entrepreneurs are weeded out, and all the all the fucking strong entrepreneurs who are willing to stand up and fight for their fucking livelihood and their family and their employees, they will gain tremendous market share because there'll be a lot yeah. of open market share. I agree. So that's, that's a positive to what's happening. And if you're listening to this and you've been one of these people that has closed their business, I know you're going to write me a letter say, I had to close my business. No, you fucking didn't. You closed your business. You closed it. Well, man, that's uh, the, the foundation of our podcast. Like our name, our literal name, Day one dollar zero. It it talks about just this, man. Like, and even after you found success, how do you still operate every single day? Like, it's your day one dollar zero. How do you still operate like your back's against the wall? Literally, where people are right now. Not only how do you still operate, but man, how do you how do you fucking thrive? And it <clears throat> it was literal. You know, it yeah. it was literally literal, man. Like like day one dollar zero is a hashtag I use on my Instagram, and I'm not that cool, so no one had ever used it before, right? I, you might think cool? you're original, nah, nah. Used it. <laughs> dude. I'm just not that that creative. Like it wasn't cool enough, but you know, like when I did, when I walked away from that fitness company, I decided like man, I just you know I wanted to make a change, just do something different. And, and my wife was just like, hey, you ever you ever thought like if you work 16, 17 hours a day for yourself, like what that would be? And I said, no. No, actually, I haven't, you know, and, and I was an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur late in the game. You know, I learned a lot of skills from, from my background, but I was new to that. And she said, uh, have, you, have you thought of real estate? I just looked at myself like, are you fucking with me right now? Like, because I, 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 you know, my ideology of real estate was, you know, moms and dress nice. And For those of you guys <clears> listening, <throat> he's about 260 pounds and tatted. Bills. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know? And, and she's like, no, you're good with people. And, and you've got to be around people enough to really build value. And, and you know, I learned some stuff because of, of, you know, us looking for, for commercial spots for, for the stores. And, and I learned it. But man, I had to. I had gone through fear before I gone through unknown before where I knew like I needed friction, you know, so my, so she's living with her parents, our daughter's living with her parents. And I, I sleep in a, my buddy's mom's, she still has it. Y2K pantry. It was just big enough for a twin size mattress next to Fig now, Newton's. Now it's the COVID pantry. It's the COVID pantry. Now it's yeah. the COVID pantry. Fig Newton's distilled water and just weird shit. And if you're, yeah, a, if, if you're knocking a, on Fig Newton's, that's bro, the shit. Dude, dude. those no, Fig Newton's from 99 still good though. I bet. They were good. And here's <laughs> the problem. Here's the problem, man. If you're a stress eater, don't sleep in a fucking pantry. Yeah. Right? Like snooze it, button. You're just like, yeah, but man, like oh. that was, that was my thing. You can go to my Instagram right now. Will underscore Grimes. You can go there right now and you'll see, you know, video of me driving Uber and Lyft at night just to, just to make a buck to, to feel good about providing for my daughter a little bit while I was going through this, man, I'd wake up, I'd get my mind right. I woke up and I went to the gym. I got my mind right. You know, and then I spent all day studying for my broker's license at night. I'd go off for a couple of hours and I'd let people not value me very much because I'm driving Uber and I'm driving Lyft and I, but I needed to feel. Dude, that's just humility, that, man. It is. Yeah. But go. Don't be romantic how you make your money. Yeah. Just, just do what you got to do for that next opportunity. Do you, you know, know but, how many people I meet that are fucking, they, they're, 
they don't even grasp that. It's like they're better than that kind of work. Like, what the fuck dude, are you talking? Dude, I, I will shovel fucking shit. I'll do whatever the fuck. I'll eat shit. I don't No, I'm serious. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, dude, you got, you know how much shit I've had to eat in the last 20 fucking years, dude? A lot. A lot. But I think that's the commonality, right? When you, when you have successful people on the podcast, that, that piece of humility yeah. that is, it is literally ingrained in every single person that we meet in that throwaway. It's all the same. And I was, man, I was so afraid because I, you know, I had this, this success as a Marine Corps guy. Right. And, and I had a lot of accolades there and, and a lot of success and a lot of pride, you know, of, of accomplishment and some government work and police work. And, and, you know, the, the fire department, when I was a cop had, had given me their, their medal of honor. It's called the guardian angel award. It's, That's it's fun. their cool. medal of honor award, you know? And, and I felt What'd you get that for, for a, for a, an explosion. Yeah. Uh, a semi explosion that blew up the, the entire highway, but we were able to, to get a guy out and he lived and that's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah, man. I still got some scars from yeah. it. And, um, they had an upright row, this fucking 300 pound semi truck driver out of his cab. Yeah. Uh, entire fuck. thing was yeah. Going up, man. It was, and, um, and I had that and it meant something. Yeah. yeah. And then here I am going to be a broker, you know, and you're just like, as much as you're afraid out there right now to start something, it's just as scary as if you feel like you've been accomplished before and you're giving it all up for like the unknown, you know, and um, I'm doing it, man. I'm flat. I'm f like flat broke. My mom, you know, driving a car in her name because I had no income. And my mom buys, you know, gets a car for me just so and then we're trading in a truck with bad equity, by the way. So we had to get a car that could hold the bad equity. I couldn't get a $15,000 car. I had to get at minimum a Cadillac. So you got a Camry. I got a Cadillac <laughs> yeah. and, um, my mom signed for, it. I had no income, you know, and I'm, and I'm first getting into real estate. So I'm, I'm out of the pantry by a week. My wife says, Hey, we got to get a townhome or something. I can afford it. And just the pride of a man, God, man, like it, I didn't want to go home. So I just couldn't contribute. I had to just push through and I'd, I'd been in those places before, but never like this, never without an identity. And, um, you know, I'm wearing a tie that ain't mine. And I'm, I'm driving this car off the dealership. That's not mine. Not only is it not mine, we also took the $2,000 rebate so I could have money in my checking account for gas. So that put the car even more under, under bad equity, right? And then I'm driving back to work, man, and I get a call that a, a good buddy of ours, uh, Marine Corps, you know, combat veteran, got hit on his motorcycle by an SUV. And, you know, Marines have passed away. And like, a, you know, that's unfortunate when guys come home. It's car accidents, it's suicide. There's a lot, you know, and it's not that I was ever numb to it. It's not true, but just for some reason, this guy passing away. And when I heard it at that point in my life, it was, man, I almost, I almost, I wasn't trying to feel bad for myself, but I just, I'm, I literally looked down at the tie I was wearing and the car I was driving. I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing, man? And I go to work and I try to just do the best I can with some calls and just get a couple more hours in and, and, you know, I'm headed home and you know, my wife calls and I'm, you know, so I'm on my way home a couple hours later and I tell her and she's kind of upset. I'm like, Hey, like, please don't feel bad for me. Like he had closer friends than me in California that they were doing business with. And now they're hacking the load for those businesses. And he's got family, like, don't make this about me. And I get home and, and she's still kind of crying. And I was like, no, it's okay. And she's like, no, we got to talk. <clears throat> right. And then you, I'm not that good looking. Right. And like, I like to think I do good in some realm, but I'm broke as fuck, right? And like super insecure about myself at that point. I'm like, great, you cheated on me. You're not happy with me, right? Of course, no, I'm an idiot. And um, she had an envelope for me on the counter and she's like, I really hate 
you know, to do this to you. Like, I know it's a rough day, but I'm pregnant. Like, hours, hours just after hearing that, man. And I was, dude, I was speechless. I knocked the wind out of me. And, um, well, fuck, bro, it was better than the alternatives. It was, mm -hmm. you know, fuck. and yeah. Um, perspective. Yeah. Perspective. <laughs> but it got me dialed in because I saw, you know, we just we found out we were having a little boy. And, um, and this is important for everybody to listen. This is the point I'm trying to get at right now is like I stopped trying to fit in to real estate. I made real estate fit me with just remembering like as a father, like what do I want to be remembered for? What are the stories I want to tell this little boy? What am I built from? You know, and it was like still a Marine, still a cop, still a father. And there's a lot that goes. And how can I? What does that mean? Like, and then when I'm out doing work, you know, and it's being a, a person of integrity and standing for something and not worried about getting a ton of leads and marketing myself, just worrying about being a practitioner and doing a good fucking job and understanding how many referrals come from doing a good job and stop trying to reach around or get a handout. You've got to learn how to help yourself. And it's, I, I know your brain's clicking right now because you're, you're thinking about right now how people should be helping themselves. But I got back to the fundamentals of who I was and understanding like, Oh man, like there's so many things about you that built this tool belt. Why would you ever take that off? And I had to, I had to dig deep and I had to do that. And, and within, we're three years to the week right now of being in business, man. And it was from a pantry three years ago to, we built a team that was not only top 1% in the world, but top 0.5% in the world for Berkshire Hathaway. And, you know, and that wasn't big enough for us. That wasn't successful enough. We wanted to branch off and, and do our own thing and, and get with some big hitters. And now we're, We've got a, a different business model and with EXP, you know, a, a great business model where we can grow our brand nationwide and we can start educating. So we're building an online course for realtors, <clears throat> kind of like real AF. Here's a no bullshit how yeah, to take care of no a client. Bullshit. Here's a no bullshit how to market yourself. Here's a no bullshit of forgetting. Yeah, don't not, forget your practitioner. Not how to walk in with a box of long johns and no. look like a fucking turd. There's a lot but of fucking being bullshit operator, in real estate. Right. So now we're building <laughs> that course out and we're bringing people around us, you know, through the model of EXP and just not only being, you know, a, a person that wants to be up front and take the lead, but giving them tools that they can take with them and start taking action with and being better. And it's important, man. And it's, it's so important right now. And like that's that lesson about my son and just having that wind knocked out of me first and foremost, a gift from God, right? Like, and if you, if you, man, I'd be blind to not see that, but I'm also a big person on like just opportunity. You know what that perspective. was? That was God saying, Hey, um, you got some shit to take care of, bro. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah. That's what it was. Reality check. Yeah. I, it I was. mean, that, that story to me resonates. Obviously, that hits home. Andrew knows this. Like, you know, playing business is something I was good at, right? And up until about five and a half years ago-ish, about the same, you know, we were doing well and, you know, the company was doing well, but I never really like, I don't want to say took my life serious because that's not, that's unfair. But like when it's just you, you kind of figure out how to make it at work. You know, you figure out how to, still going to eat at night. You know, even if it's back down to the $10, like you figure it out. And, you know, when I found out my wife was pregnant with Enzo, it, it was different for me you know, because of the, what you were talking about on, um, for me, like, and, and I, I would challenge on your why, cause you say it's figure out who you're not, but who you are. And I think for me, that was maybe the first peak of who I am, you know, of like, all right, what do you want to be? <clears throat> What do you what do you want what do you want him to say about Enzo's dad? What do you want Enzo to say about you? How do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be thought of? And then every action yeah. from that point forward, and every action to that to this day, but you know, and I have the girls, 
And I learned to the to to your point, and this is a fabulous point, and I think this is where as an audience you should take notes here is not about fitting in. It's about figuring out who the fuck you are. And sometimes it's figuring out who the fuck you're not. And for me, it was most important to figuring out how the fuck I was going to be remembered and how the fuck these kids were going to look at me and how the fuck it was my name was going to be spoken when I'm not around. And that's the important thing about realizing that we're all, you know, we're all a lot more alike than we think in this active kind of playing life in this false sense of like, hey, let's all get along in a sense. Like, dude, fuck that, man. Like, fuck that. No shit, fuck that. And, and you'll get along. You'll get along with core values. You'll get along. That's right. With in, if you're all have integrity. Look, dude, I have zero you know I mean? interest in getting along with fucking anybody who isn't like willing to stand for the fucking truth. And that's what I mean. So <clears throat> celebrating diversity, yeah. right? Like if everybody is, is on a mission, right? We're a part of something bigger than ourselves. We all don't have to like the same things, but if our, if our core values are similar, where we have integrity and character and standing up That's for certain right. things. We can be completely different That's right. and celebrate yeah. the diversity That's of it, right. understanding yeah. we're all on the same mission. And, and I, I appreciate what you're saying. And, and um, we're like, your why. There's a gentleman, a uh, uh, Marine Corps commander of mine by the name of Brian Shantosh. I actually wore this shirt for Shantosh. him. Because people are duplicating his content right now and it's pissing him off, you know. And I sent him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my and he's, God. A, he's a great guy, you know. And, um, and I said, hey man, you're a, and we, there's a you know saying, why the fuck we just laughed. Oh yeah, I know. Cause okay. people copy your shit all the time. And you know what I told him? I said, Hey man, there's a saying like in that gun world. And he knows it, man. He's a Marine Corps commander and he's a, he's, he's, he does ultra marathons and, and the bad water two forty shit. Yeah. crazy shit. I said, Hey man, you know, in the gun world, you're either a cult or you're a copy. And people understand like who fought off Comanche Indians. It was Texas Rangers and it was with a cult. Right. And I said, Hey man, you're a goddamn cult. You're an original. Anybody trying to copy you exposes themselves, but something that hit me true is I was actually looking to him. I was crying out for help and I wasn't telling him, but I, I linked up with him after um fit Republic and, and, and um, we were having lunch together and I was, I was putting on a smile, not like faking it, but I was just trying to be in a good mood. I wanted to see him again. I hadn't seen him in a long time and I had some great business success, you know, and it was great to talk about, but I was off into this new venture and I was super scared about it. And, and I was almost, feeling bad for myself. And, and we, you know, we met, we had a great time and, and he complimented me. And he said, Hey man, like it's no disrespect to any Marines or anybody else, man, but I get so many people call me and reach out to me. And he's a pretty big deal in the Marine Corps world. And, um, that need help or need something from me. Or, and he's like, man, like you're out there and you're doing it and you're successful and you're just, man, you're a breath of fresh air. Like, Oh, I'm just so excited to like see someone succeed. And that gave me a role of who I wanted to be. It was like, you know what, man? Like, even if I haven't quite found myself right in this moment, and if that guy still believes in me, if I'm something to that guy, if I'm a breath of fresh air and I can be, I can be something for him, I need to go out there and be that. And I need to be who that guy thinks I am. Not, and not change myself or not change who I am, but just, hey, man, make this bigger than yourself, right? This isn't about, this isn't about you and what you're going through. This is about everybody else. And this is about how can I bring value be and be that value for others that lights them up and man i think over time i find myself trying to do that being that light being that direction being that um just that guy that can get folks jazzed up and not only just get them jazzed up but just help them with some of the direction and being successful yeah and for like mine's similar but different right and i and i i'm only sharing this not to i don't want to be the um Tommy two guy or Tommy topper, right? Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing it because I think there's a perspective from an audience thing. Like for me, 
I had to stop figuring out, you know, like, and this is tough, man. Like, this was really tough. Like, I, I had this situation happen twice. Once when I left my career at J&J to come here. I mean, I went from making a whole lot of money for one of the best companies in the whole world to come in here, and everybody's like, you're fucking crazy. And, like, that's an uncomfortable place to be, like, when your friends won't accept you, right? Yeah. But when I realized, like, that in life, becoming a father for me, um, it, it shed open a bunch of doors of being a, a – being a man of integrity was more important than being liked by my peers or people around me. And because, and, and what I realized is by being a man of integrity and by exemplifying character and, you know, because I, now in my brain, like the thought process goes through is everything that I do is going to be a story that's told to my kids, everything that I do. And I try to replicate that. And what, what, what has happened is it's, it's allowed me to have deeper connections with other people. You know, instead of like figuring out like, hey, let's figure out how to get this guy to like me. I'm just fucking unequivocally me. And some people aren't going to like me. And that's okay. Like, I'm not mad. I'm like, dude, I'm sometimes like for some people, I'm very easy to like. Like we, we can have a really great relationship. Some people don't like me. I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to be okay with not being me. Do you like you? Yeah. That's the, yes. Well, okay. And then, it's an earned confidence yeah. thing. Then, that's it. And I don't like myself it. all the time. Fuck. You know, but. But you know, here's, man, here's, and I'll let Eli dude, kind of. People, I get, like, I get all these fucking, because, dude, you know, I get all, I get a lot of the do-gooders, right? They fucking, Andy, you're, you're, you're a fucking raging, crazy person. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're still okay. toxic. Where do they, how do they, how do they get that uh, from? <laughs> you know yeah. that fucking meme with the fucking. Grr, Mondays. You, you know that meme with the fucking, uh, the cartoon with the flat face and it says health. Yeah. H E L T. Yep. Yep. Like that's, that's, that's them. They just send you that. No, that's what <laughs> I hear. That's what I see set. And Hey, if they're, and if they're not for you though, that's okay. You no, know, but that, that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm fucking like that. I'm like this. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I work pretty hard. I treat people nice. Yeah. I try to do the right thing. I'd be friends with me. <laughs> you know what? Fuck I'm you. Right, cool. right, right. Yeah. Like that's, that's how you got to look at it. Like, dude, it's easy self-evaluation. Here's where a lot of people fuck up though. When you find out, like you mentioned, you found out who you are or rather you decided who you wanted to be. And then your actions started falling into who you wanted to be, right. To become that person. Once you establish like who you are, staying true to that is where a lot of people go off the rails because then they start, you know, once you start feeling like it's easy to go off the rails or start oh, worrying about people's influence, man, people like Andy, people like Will, whatever that cloth is, you guys are both fucking cut from it. And the, the thing that I love about that the most is that it gives the rest of us permission. Well, bro, it's not a, it's not, it, listen, just because I say like that, right? Like, well, I, I like me. I, I do the right thing. I, you know, I try to help people that need it. I try to use my skills to the best of my abilities. I treat people with respect. I care about people. I list all these things. Those are not permanent. Okay. So like, I don't get to say that once and then be like, fuck dude, I'm a great person. No, they're perishable. Right. If you don't so, practice it, it goes so, away. So while I might say that today, maybe tomorrow I go through and I say, all right, I, I, I like me. I fucked this up pretty bad. I should probably correct that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you did pretty good here. Uh, even though you fucked up this, I'd still be boys with you. You're right. still cool as fuck. Like, it's like an internal conversation. You got to be able to audit yourself. And then what you have to do is when some motherfucker 
that hides behind a fake-ass profile and a fake-ass name and says some ignorant shit, you got to remember. Like, you got to take it like like you're above yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it'd be like if one of those people, they said the shit to me, but they actually said it to you, right? And I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? And, and that's you, happened before, right? Yeah, you call right. him, say, hey, man, no fucking, he's like, fuck that guy. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah. And then you got to call him back, like, hey, remember that one time you told me, fuck that guy? Hey, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. 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 So, but dude, if once you learn to do that to yourself, you're much more free to be who you are because you're living with integrity to a standard that you believe in and that you believe is important. And dude, if you're doing that, even if you don't do it a hundred percent of the time, because we fuck up, right? All of us do. Yes. You're supposed, not only do you fuck up, you're supposed to fuck up. Part of the process. Read the Bible, dude. Well, and when you talk about like how things are perishable, right? Like you got to run that after action report with yourself every day to like figure out where you stand with yourself. And are you adhering to, to things that are important to you? Here's what's also great about that. If you're not happy with yourself right now, or if you could be a better person, you can start right now. Like, it's not who you are. It's just where you're at. We were talking about this in the gym today, and it's like, hey, man, this this doesn't have to be who you are. This can be just where you're at. But you can make the decision right now to start being who you want to be and emulate that. And just as quickly as it can go away, if you don't maintain it, it can also quickly start right now if you just make that decision. Life is an evolving equation, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just one plus one is two. Well, the problem, Sal, it, the problem is, is that most people don't see it that way. You're 100% right. It is an evolving equation, and it is a, a, a consistent evaluation of our own personal qualities, right? I, I, I did good here. I did good here. I did good here. I did good here. I'm doing good, all right? The first time most people ever get this thing where they're like, fuck, I'm doing good here. I'm doing good here. I'm doing good here. I'm doing good here. They take this and they put it in their fucking pocket. Yep. And then they run around the whole rest of their lives saying how good of a person they are. Right. Yep. And the problem is you're a piece of shit. Because while, that, while on December 21st, 2020, you had all these things, December 27th, 2027, you're completely opposite of that. And he's, it's like the dude's, you know, it's like the fucking dude from Napoleon. That That's right. <laughs> oh, you knew I was going to say that. Uncle Rico. Yeah, yeah Uncle Rico. It's, it's like all Uncle Rico. Dude, man. put me in the game. We would have won state. Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, that's what people do with their own lives. Yeah. And like, dude, that's why you lose. Well, and maybe you're just afraid to evolve too, right? Like, we can talk about this in business of just, you see a lot of this with veterans, man. Like, they love veterans and it, they love the veteran community. They love active duty, you know, community. But you can't just wear your high school letterman jacket. Like you're out now, you've made a decision to get out and you've got to find a way to evolve, right? And a lot of times it's you just based off jacket, of- You oh, Man, I can't fit that thing. <laughs> bro, it is fucking- Bro, uh, bro, bro fuck We were gonna- I dude, just got this fucking visual of like T-tops <laughs> fucking Trans Am. Yeah, Fucking dude. Will getting out with his fucking letterman jacket. I was seeing a Catalog, bro. Yeah, He man. was about to put Dan Bailey's jersey on and be like, fat guy in, in a, a little, little coat. coat. Back in the locker room there, right. man. Shit. I, if you, next time you talk to Dan, I call, I refer to Dan as a half-size human. Yeah. And so I will send him videos. So. Those of you who don't know, Dan Bailey is one of our athletes. He's one of the most, there's Dan Bailey right there. One of the most handsome men on planet Earth. He is a, he is a role model from the standpoint of how you should operate as a human. Uh, but I, we have a great relationship, and so I might have had a few drinks with me one night, and I kept fucking him. Do crossfit? You sent pictures of your dick, didn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's all right. everybody likes him. At least that's what I tell myself. See, I like I like it. Therefore, everybody, everybody, likes, like everybody it. likes Dan or yeah. your pictures. And, and both, both. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I was crying. I was, I was sitting in his locker today 
just taking selfies, like crying and sending it to him. He was actually going to come. He's he rubbing we his balls all he, over his shit. Oh, yeah, he thought we were coming yeah. next week and he was going to come down and hang yeah. and, and hit some workouts with us and he it's couldn't come. So now I'm just guilting him for the entire week. And But but a good guy. But but back to evolving, it's like, man, there's a lot of fear behind that and a lot of guys. Well, no, God damn it. I got to finish my story. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Sal. Listen, I let you throw those plugs in there. You were good. Those were very good Will, incognito plugs. Well, <laughs> you're... You've been hanging around me too much. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I did. Listen, Telling you did good. You, you gave your I, will fuck, I will fucking stop your motherfucking story and start a new story. Oh, fuck. It, what? <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. That's right. <laughs> you better not say nothing. All right, so. <laughs> Turn the camera back on me, please. <laughs> So we were drunk one night. I was drunk. He doesn't drink. And I I was in you his You were talking ass, about my plug. Literally. <laughs> you were talking about my in Instagram, Will underscore Grimes. Yeah. You were talking about that. And I was oh, telling him how CrossFit isn't a sport. I was just fucking, there ain't no ball. There's not a ball involved. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, not a sport. <laughs> you know, CrossFit people don't like that. Yeah. And I said, you know, and he said, oh, let's do muscle ups and let's do ring. I was, listen, you're a half size human. It doesn't fucking count. Abs don't count unless you're over 200 pounds. That's like a fucking do. fact. That's a fact. Legit. And uh, so anyway, so science, what, bitch. So about three, or four, yeah, three or four weeks goes by and, you know, like, I always send him videos from Enzo, you know, and be like, hey, man, you borrow some clothes of Enzo, like fucking around with him. But him and I a have a great one. fucking relationship. Next he's, time you tell him, bro, like he's just half size human. Yeah. Now your story. God damn yeah, it. Um, Self-evolving. We're evolving. Yeah. The evolving. Equation. When you see it, you see it a lot. We talked about it in your office a little bit, man. Like it, that the veteran community, it's great. And a lot of them are super amped, you know, but it's like we tend to stay in that shell, right? We tend to like fall back on those accolades or what we used to be. And it just, we could be a lot more productive with ourselves, right? We could find a way to like, hey, how do those skill sets that you came from help you build something now versus just talking about old times or what it used to be or how society is not what it should be. And, and it's like, man, I, it's not that I, I don't agree with you. I agree with you, but man, we've got to find a way to constantly evolve and figure out how these tools push us forward. And you see it, man. You see a lot of the high school letterman jacket behavior. And it's like, man, like you, I don't want to just talk about the Marine Corps, man. I don't want to just talk about what we used to, like, I want to talk about what we're doing now. And, but again, I think when you come from an identity and, and, and a prideful one, I, you know, it's almost hard to, to think that you're letting it all go. And I think part of what I figured out having a son and not having a choice, like you better, you better Roger up, cowboy up right now and figure it out. You start to realize at some point in time, uh, nobody so, gives a shit. You, you know learn what I'm saying? That. Like I, that was hard for me with baseball. Like out of the gate, that's why I never really talk about it. I don't. Yeah. I don't talk about it not because I don't love it or because I don't appreciate it because I didn't learn a fucking million things in life from it. Yeah. I don't talk about it because I realize like that person don't give a fuck that I played minor league baseball. No. I give a fuck about it. Exactly. But that person doesn't give a fuck. That you know what that person gives a fuck? How can I help them? Right now. And yeah. unless that involves fucking me teaching them how to hit baseballs, which obviously I wasn't good enough. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Um. It's not going to fucking work. And you talking about baseball all day is not going to help this company grow, right? So, like, you also had to let go of it to an extent and understand, like, where those conversations and where those memories lie. But then what I got to do to get after it every day and what, hey, what about baseball and what was I good about it? Where did I put the work in? What about that makes me good here? You know, and it's, man, it's, we've just got to evolve. We've got to be better. And right now, to your point with what's going on with, with COVID and the elections and everything else, it's like, hey, what are we doing right now? to improvise, adapt, and overcome and get us get ourselves back to where it needs to be. And if we're not a restaurant, if we've got to do something else, hey, that's fine too, if that's your if that's your decision. But what are we doing versus laying on our back and pointing fingers or just not helping each other? Like we've got to evolve. We've got to get better. Well, um, people think that, the, like you guys think there's going to be some day where they come down and they, they come and say, oh, the lockdowns are over. That's not happening. No. That's not fucking happening. 
All they're doing is moving the goal line. That's right. And so now, they get power, they're not giving now it the goal line is being moved to uh, environmental lockdowns. Oh, the, we, the environment did so well over 2020 because of the lockdowns. We're going to keep living this way so that we, that's the next thing. They forget we're, we're the environment too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't get Eli started. He is a book. <laughs> Of every conspiracy no. that's ever been. No, no legit. No, no, just the two ones. That's not a conspiracy. No, no, no. I know. It was, no, that, I'm not that, saying like fake. I'm just saying like, man, he's he's on it with that stuff. And it'll open your mind and just questioning go shit, smoking man. weed with this guy. It'll yeah. get you. <laughs> I will all day. Andy, question for you, man. When you're talking about, you know, when you're looking inside, right? And, and you're doing those self-evaluations. Like I learned about that from Will as after action reports. I'm curious as an entrepreneur and civilian, is that something that you just learned? And I'm always curious about this stuff because I do think there's a lot of cool stuff we can learn from veterans and military and the, the David Goggins, the Jockos, the Wills, having these veterans that can also articulate and, and talk and, and speak to the things that helped them and how that can integrate with civilian life. Is that something you just learned yourself? Is that just something the reps over the years and years of doing business is that something that was taught to you by somebody? Because that's not intuitive for a lot of people, man. Most people look- In terms of what? Just being intrinsic and doing those, those self-evaluations and- Being honest with yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, fuck, man. I, I was fat my whole life. Like I told you guys a minute ago, no one tells you when you're fucking fat. So I had to figure out uh, a lot of real truths. Uh, you want to hear some of them? These are the truths. Uh, when you're fat, you can't have sex. So you got a real big problem whenever you're fat as fuck and you like good looking women. Your friends ain't going to tell you you're fat. Your mom ain't going to tell you you're fat. Your dad might tell you you're fat. Maybe. Um, so all I, I realized through my life growing up that a lot of the things that I was being told were not the things that actually were true. Um, and so a lot of those things had to do with, uh, <clears throat> with just life in general. And so I stopped listening to what other people were telling me was true. And I started running experiments on things that I thought might be true, right? Um, for example, when you're growing up, every fucking mom out there tells their fucking kids the same shit when you when you take a girl on a date you you pull out the chair for her and you buy her flowers and you do this and you do all these nice things and every motherfucker who did any of those things tell you exactly where the fuck it got you where to get you got you home fucking jerking your own dick that's the fucking truth okay? unless you're sal he's fucking pretty no and not i'm know, just buddy. being honest there's always yeah. that outlier no yeah. and and the idea of this sweet loving relationship that people think happens when you act like that. No, Safe. what happens is you're supplicating to that person. You're submitting to that person. And that's not even attractive in female DNA. Okay. So female DNA is they want a leader. The reason you have all these girls out there that fucking date assholes isn't because they're assholes. It's because they're much closer to a leader than you are when you're fucking kissing her ass with everything that she fucking does. Okay. So those, these are things that I discovered through observation. That's just one of them, all right? So all the moms out there that are telling their sons all this fucking shit 
about how to get your, you know, basically what the moms do is they tell their sons the shit that they're missing in their romantic life. And they tell their sons to go out and do that when it's not appropriate to do. And then their kids get fucking friend zone and they grow up thinking, why do, why does none of this shit work? Why, what's wrong with me? My mom told me that this and this and this works. It doesn't work. It's a lie. And it's fucking selfish lie because it's what they want, not what's actually true. Okay. That's just one. It's one dimensional. That's one example. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, Hey, you want to, you want to buy your, your girl flowers. Cool. You want to, you want to get her door. Cool. But the problem is like, if that's all you're giving them and it's one dimensional, then that behavior bleeds into everything versus like understanding how to have a backbone to be a man. And this is why you have all these, all you have is this advice. This is why you have all these dudes saying shit like this. Oh, it's our anniversary tonight. I'm taking my girl out to a nice dinner. Hopefully I'll get lucky. (laughs) <laughs> okay, first of all, motherfucker, if you're hoping to get lucky, you got it all fucking From wrong. From your girlfriend? and it, What? Yeah, and none of your, the girl, if, if you have the mentality that that girl is, is going to make you lucky by having sex with you, what, you, you, you fucking don't have shit, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't, you're fucking lost. And you listen to these fucking goody-goody stories that they put out on the fucking world to make everybody seem like it's appropriate. What I'm saying, which is the truth, is called toxic masculinity now. Now this is toxic. So I can't tell the truth about the male-female dynamic because it's, it's, it's just not right thing. But yet, every fucking male, or every, I'm sorry, most females, what's their biggest complaint right now? There's no men. Guys are pussies, yeah. There's no men. Yeah. yeah. There's no men. Well, the reason there's no men is because you keep fucking lying to them about what the fuck you want and then keep going after something that is the complete opposite of what the fuck you say you want. And so you ask, like, how did I figure this out? By that. Shit like that. Trial and error. Yes. I just observe situations. I look at them logically. I figure them the fuck out. And then those things are no longer confusing to me. And and that's that's pretty much it. And that goes with business. It goes with everything. And it goes with fucking politics. And the fact that these motherfuckers can't see what is being done to them. I, dude, I don't know what to say about it. Like, I really don't. So, no, I, I, I don't know that anyone ever taught me that. I, I, I think I just got sick of fucking losing. You know what I mean? It's hard for people to look inside, man, a lot of time, And that's why it's like, I'm so glad there's people like you talking about this shit because, you know, for me, like, I swear to God, I like conjured up Will or God's, the angel sent this fucking guy down to me. Like, I always Lost. had that. That really that, dark angel yeah, that got yeah. in trouble. You know, that yeah. guy that got his penis I want to reinsert uh, some more here because yeah. I don't want people to sit here and think, oh, that means treat women like shit because it doesn't. But it means be confident in who the fuck you are. And if she doesn't, if she's not down with you, then fucking on to the next one. You're, it's not your job to continually sell you to somebody else. That's, that's, dude, that, is, that will destroy your self-esteem. It'll destroy your fucking confidence. It'll destroy your life. And you'll end up with some abusive, crazy woman because she gives you some pussy once in a while. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many dudes you guys know like that? All of them, yeah. Okay. A lot. And, 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 and on the same time, Women are screaming for men to be men. Screaming for men to be men. Or you keep listening to the fucking news. 
Back to Can me I, coming from the heavens. Well, I, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, back you're like, I'm curious thing. where this is going. I feel like I, I'm can glad. I, 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 yeah, go can ahead. Can I give you my two cents on Please, that? Yes. I, I, I have a similar different, um, you, for me, because like Andrew said, like you start to realize, like as you start to go through your chapters of life and you, maybe you have a little success or you have a lot more failures and you start to realize maybe that shit's not true. I, I've learned that like, man, deep down in my soul, I know the difference between right and wrong. And I, when I, the second I started like living by the truth, like my code, like the second I started understanding, like if I'm, I need to speak the truth, if I'm going to actually play this game, like I got to speak the truth and I got to live by the truth. And to Andrew's point, like I tell my wife all the time, you won the fucking Powerball. That's how I think about myself. Like I swear. And you know, and I know it's There's nothing it's, wrong with that. No. And it's no. fine. Like, and I tell, you know, like, and dude, like when I want to, like when I'm going to fucking get fucking laid, like we're having a real conversation. I don't, I don't try to dance around that conversation. Like I have the motherfucking conversation, you know, like, mm. like you should. But I also learned that to be not only to be effective at home. Yeah, I brought you some danishes. Yeah. 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 I mean, please fuck me. Yeah. You know when I buy my wife flowers? After you had sex? No, when I... <laughs> <laughs> to apologize. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, Did she tell you, you that? Wait. <laughs> no, but when I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm big. I'm big on that. Yep. I'm a big gift buyer. Like if I'm going through the store and I see something, even little things, man, like a, like an apron. She, her mom had an apron one day and she's like, oh man, I need one of those. And I was at, I was at Walmart grabbing groceries and I saw a really cool one from Jip and Joanna Gaines. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I throw it in the basket. Mm -hmm. Like I try, you know, when things are top of mind, there's just a consistency there that, and I, we still do anniversary stuff and it's fun, yeah. but I, man, I'm, I'm so on point with your, with your, your, your words right now with just but, those decisions. But the, what it helped me out, it helped me become a better business person and better leader. Cause I learned to start communicating more effectively yeah. instead of me dancing around. Like the employee comes in and says, Oh, and I'll be like, Oh, well, you're not doing it quite the way I want. What the fuck do you want? Yeah. Right, that's Dude, a, that, Andrew taught me this skill. Me. This is, this is the best. One of the best skills I've learned from Andrew is this, like when, Every like I had a call with an influencer slash guy today, and you know we're going through. He's telling me, I say, hey man, listen, I got a tight schedule today. Let's just cut all the bullshit. You were here. You like what the building has to offer. You love our brand. How do you see it working for your brand? Let's just get to this. You know, like oh, I don't need to fuck around. Like I, I wouldn't have taken dude, the goddamn phone call if I know, can't fucking take that. You know, for me, how yeah, big, right, dude. I can't fucking stand it. Motherfuckers come up to me and they're like, and I'll stop them. And I look at them and I'll say, what the fuck do you want? And they're, they're like, they'll, they'll, first time it happens, they'll be like, oh, Andy's such a dick. And everybody else around here will be like, no, that's just how he gets to the point. He's effective. But yeah, he's also, dude. but even though he's saying, what the fuck do you want? It's not condescending. It's I no. care about what. Like, let's solve this yeah. quick. Andrew and I have one, literally one business conversation a week. I have a list on my desk. It's actually Tuesday at four. We're going to bleed in. But it's like, I have a list of things that I need to ask him. That's it. I need an answer on A, B, C, D, and E. See ya. Just give me the fucking answer. You know what I mean? Like, it's real easy. Well, well, well let's talk about it over I don't have this. I don't have to fucking sell him <laughs> on it. Like, I just need to ask him, like, what his fucking thoughts are. And we'll, well go we can't have the a meeting out. before we get the coffee and the donuts and, you know. But this is to the point, to your point, right? There's this unrealistic ideology that says we have to do all things. No, we don't. Yeah. If we learn to communicate effectively at home, in the bedroom, at work, if you learn to just speak the truth and how you fucking feel, you can get to where you want to go a hell of a lot faster than dancing around the goddamn fucking issue. Yep. And this, see where I, where I failed is I was a, I was a terrible communicator early in relationships, right? Like where I would maybe lie to them 
Come here often? That, yeah, like <laughs> maybe. That's the irony, though. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't tell them the truth, but I'd blame it on them. You know, like we, we, we as men have that problem, yeah. too. But like I learned it was me. It was fucking me. I wasn't communicating clearly in how I felt and what I wanted. And like, dude, and I, and I learned this relationships, good, bad, or ugly. Like if I didn't like it, guess what? I don't fucking like it. Not only that, like, dude, how can you be, how can you fucking live with another human who does annoying shit? And you just take like, eventually I'm just going to I, I, stop that shit. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Well, what, well, well because I it, fucking don't like it. Because it annoys me. Yes. And so, that's okay. You know but, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but you're equally okay to have somebody say that to yes. you too. Yes. That, and that's the fucking so, deal. That, and uh, something no, I'm big so on. Emily's fucking thing, she gets pissed off. And I get it. Dude, sometimes when I'm fucking, and this is like our little thing. So sometimes when I fucking flip my socks off, I don't fucking flip them out. So then she has to fucking, in the laundry, <laughs> like pull them all out, right? Yeah, we got and, a good and, wife, man. Huh? You got a good wife. Well, yeah, no shit. That's yeah. <laughs> funny, yeah. but dude, but dude, she goes. That's right. That's only fifty percent. <laughs> so the the fucking thing is, is like you know, she don't ask me much shit. About four or five months ago, she's like, "Hey, can you flip your socks like a normal human?" And I like she doesn't talk like that. I'm like, "Fuck, dude." Must piss her off. I bet I, I better rip my socks right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, as a dad folding motherfucking laundry, dude, I got three kids under four, right? Oh man. Turning them socks inside out is the worst fucking thing. <clears throat> and it's fucking six pair every goddamn little, day. Like, I feel. Yep. Bro, <laughs> they're so little you don't know if they're in or out anyway. Dude, that's kind of like your sex life. Here's what's good though, man. Oh, oh, got it back, babe. Oh, <laughs> that, that was an Emily joke. That wasn't that was it. <laughs> There's a lot of guys out there that are probably similar to me that listen to you guys for this exact reason. And this is why I said like Will was a godsend earlier because I always had I that nagging thing in I the back of my it. mind. Your mic was off. What just questioning myself if I'm a bitch, you know, kind of like yeah. that. If you've never been in a street fight, you don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know how you're going to take a punch. You don't know. And I always had that in the back of my mind. And guys, it is so critical. If you don't have a Will in your life, you got fucking Andy. And that's what these podcasts are for. Because it's like, well, now they got you guys too. Give it, yeah, but yeah. given given guys permission to That's realize, why I you guys on by dude, I, yeah. we know, man. Like your your thing about you failed at being a commit. You're probably trying to be a good communicator, which is why you failed at being a good communicator. Well, that and I think, and in, in, uh, not to cut you off here, but I think especially when you're growing relationships <clears throat> and just everybody having thick skin, or like when you're asking people, "What the fuck do you want?" On the surface, it sounds like you're cussing them out. If we get more to intention with people, if we're if we're stop being so if we're if, we're, if we just stop being so strict on ourselves, or being so critical and strict on others for like a delivery, and getting to the intention of like where's something coming from? Like is it coming from a good place? Dude, that's a great point. Versus, yeah. well, you like you ever argue with someone and like you say the f word and like the whole argument's about the fact that you cuss now. Well, you're cussing at me. It's now. not about yeah. the actual problem that happened. It's like hey, here we go. Versus like hey. It's coming from a good place. My intention is to be productive and to fix something. Or, hey, what the fuck do you want? And that's actually love. Hey, I, I'm busy. For me, it hey, is. You just yeah. tell me right yeah. now what you want because I'm going to give it to you. But what the fuck do you want? Give it to me and stop giving me the fucking dog and pony show. It's so much about intention with relationships, not it, it, the yeah. superficial delivery that people are sometimes subjectively good or not good but at. If we could you know? stop and just think for one fucking second uh, uh, and understand context and intention... All this shit that we see on social media would fucking stop too. But see, dude, that's a great fucking point. 
You must have listened to my episode on intentional versus transactional. I've been stalking you for I'm a long time. <laughs> I actually, I've been, I stalked your brother just so I could meet your pretty face. Hey, listen, you were in my, he was in my private DMs locked and loaded, but I, I want to talk to Eli's <laughs> point about being scared. You know, that mm. same feeling you have before you get in a fight where you get like the butterflies and nervousness and it, it draws a lot of guys out of get into it, right? That's the same threshold that goes through when you start telling the truth. Like when you got that, when you got it, like those, it's only the first couple times. It's like the water's fucking cold. I felt that. Yeah. It's going to be fucking cold no matter how, you, whether you jump in, toe in, fucking elbow in, it's cold. But that scary feeling, like when you get through it, the water's nice. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm -hmm. get that butter. Like, dude, you, I don't give a fuck who walks in my office. Ask me a question. I'm going to give you, like, if you're asking, you want my advice or you're asking for my opinion or you want an answer, I'm going to give it to you. I don't get nervous anymore. Like, here it is. Like, fuck. Such I, a great point. You know what else? It's fucking blue, bitch. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not light blue. It's not kind of blue. It's blue fucking pen. And something that comes, I think, right after that, and I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on it. Um, and something that Eli and I have had that I've had prior that I think I'm Eli's first on this productive confrontation. Just because we disagree and I don't like what you have to say, or I'm just not quite on board with what you have to say. And let's debate. Let's, let's, yeah. let's have some of that productive friction, productive confrontation, because there is a lot of solution. There is a lot of, you mean as opposed to just say, Hey, that. fuck you. <laughs> but you know what? I, yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, mm -hmm. dude, you can't even have a conversation on the internet at all yeah. anymore because it's no, there's none of that. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, Hey dude, uh, you know what? I like what most, most of what you said, but at this point, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, well, then you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, then oh. fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> die. Yeah. yeah. I hope you I hope you <laughs> fucking die. I yeah. hope your cat can't eat. Yeah. What the fuck is... I don't even yeah. have a but cat. It's, and and when, even when you get into it, like if, if anyone's listening that's in business or you have a business partner, like understand, you know, like Kim and I are, are, are very similar in a lot of ways that you don't see on the surface. We're very different, you know, I guess on the surface, but there's a lot of core values that him and I share. But one of the things that we had, especially when you're not only learning each other, but growing a company, it, man, it, it was the confrontation, but it was productive. It wasn't insulting. It was like, man, if I'm not picking up what you're putting down, I'm going to say so. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to always disagree with you. It means I just need more for you to articulate, to explain. So it makes sense. And here's the deal. If you can't articulate and explain more, maybe you haven't quite thought out your thought. And then maybe it's good that I brought it up and let's think about it. Let's get through it. And I'm probably going to end up on your side. And then, hey, you're welcome that we got through that because now it's solidified your own belief in your decision or it brings you to, man, it sounds good. Now I haven't thought this through. Let's, let's, let's recheck this maybe a week later. You know, like if you got a good idea for marketing and then I question it and you have nothing that backs the ideology behind why you want to do it, hey, maybe you should give that more thought before you bring it to the table, right? Big deal. And those things can be super productive when you're growing and decisions fucking matter. And that's something that him and I have always done really well at beyond him slamming my door and kind of being a bully sometimes, you know? I think, my poor door. I think you have to understand, we, we've lost a few doors. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Eli's, a, Eli's a closet bully. No. Eli has done some shit. Well, I, I think it's important to understand too, though, in those situations like, you want to be right, but it's because you both want to win. Yeah. And it's not really you want to, you want to be That's right so that you win. It's that everybody wants to fucking win, but you want to be right because you just want to fucking win. And it's really hard when the ego clashes inside that realm because, dude, it's, it's, it's hard to know that your team is on the fucking five-yard line and know, like, you know in your fucking heart that you can carry the ball across the fucking, the fucking goal line. So does he. Yep. Right. It's like, I want the fucking rock. No, 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 I want the fucking rock. No, no, I want the fucking but rock. But it's got to be about the team first. And you got to learn to check that down. And you, I think that's yeah. where a lot of people, they misconstrue that. It's like, hey, bro, I don't give a fuck who scores the touchdown. 
Let's just score. I want to fucking win. Well, I want a he, Super Bowl ring. And I think, yeah. you know, knowing your role and being able to identify where your strengths and weaknesses are and being able to check your ego, because that's tough, dude. Like, in, a lot of times you don't check your ego instantly. You know what I mean? You check your ego 12 hours later, two hours later, two days later, 10 days later. You know that? And that understanding comes with, and this is where a why will challenge that. You have to be able to communicate. Imagine that. We're back in this topic. You have to be able to communicate why you felt that way if it continues to frustrate you. You know, like, and this can go back into a relationship setting. Like, dude, if you go home and something's bothering you, you have to, you can't just be pissed off at that person, right? Because that person's going throughout their daily actions and you haven't played your role in being able to communicate why you're pissed off. So for you to just be pissed off at him for no reason, it's pretty fucking, that's selfish. It's stupid. Extremely. It's, it's selfish because you're weak to have that conversation, that, that, that tough conversation. Whereas if you can explain that to them and then maybe we end up on the same team, maybe you end up being wrong. Dude, I don't. You you would be amazed at what you can accomplish when nobody's trying to take the credit. I I was just thinking this. I don't give a fuck about being right. When you Andrew, just so the yeah. listeners know, Andrew just went out to take a pee. That's what we yeah. talked about. Who scores? It doesn't matter as long as we win. I don't fucking care. As long as we win, you want to yeah. win Super Bowl. I, I give I give I give zero fucks about if I'm right or not. Michael Jordan's got six rings. Nobody said, hey, how many points does Michael Jordan have in the finals game? Game six. Nobody fucking cares. They fact, carry, dude, six I like when other people are smarter than me and they come up with the hard ideas. Uh, yeah. I, think I like that shit. The problem is, is when people aren't able to be mm -hmm. honest with yourself, right? So that, 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 that goal line situation. If you say you're going to carry this rock across the goal line, you better fucking do it then. Right? Now I, you understand my frustration with you. And now you understand <laughs> my frustration with you when you got that Gucci Glock. <laughs> uh, dude, so there's a reason but, it hangs. But here's what we talk about. Like, here, here, like for example, like, a lot of people are like, oh, like right now, I guarantee you, as I just said that, a lot of people are like, oh, you talked about all years how right you were. Well, motherfucker, that's because I have been right. And you know what? If The more you go listen to my shit, the righter it gets. <laughs> it's scary listening to old podcasts, bro. It is. It's real scary listening to old podcasts. You mean from this year? Yeah. 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 I fuck. You go the, way back when you first started talking about this. The you're more like, time that goes by, the righter it fucking gets. Yep. And you know what? I didn't tell you all that shit. So I could flex my fucking, I told you so muscle. I told you all this shit so you could prepare yourselves and get your fucking mind right. But, but instead you stood around and you didn't do shit. And now here we are in an opportunity for these fucking pieces of shit to bankrupt our entire motherfucking country and you and your family and the generations of your family that aren't even fucking ideas yet because you didn't fucking listen. You had your head up the Kardashians fucking show and Instagram and all these other distractions as opposed to caring about what's actually going on and labeling people conspiracy theorists that don't agree with what you think. Motherfucker, let me ask you something. If the fucking mainstream media, and I mean all of them, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, fucking all of them, or all stay in the same shit, okay? And you think that anything outside of that is a conspiracy theory. There's something wrong with, with your ability to fucking compute information. You're being programmed, okay? And I don't know how to get people to understand this. I don't fucking, under, I, I cannot, I can't, I don't know what to do. Like, what the fuck do you do? I'm sitting here trying to keep America and to wake people up from being fucking derailed for fucking good. 
And these motherfuckers, that's disinformation. Motherfucker, disinformation didn't even exist until 2020. It was just called a difference of fucking opinion or perspective. Now it's disinformation. It's dis everything that doesn't go along with CNN, MSNBC, Fox, fucking Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. fact checkers. It's disinformation. Explain to me what disinformation is. You mean an alternative perspective to the one that you're fucking jamming down everybody's throats? You mean, you mean, um, information that's fucking up your plan to completely fuck people, fuck people over. That's disinformation. Then yes, I am the king of fucking disinformation. But I think that's like, you just bring up a great point, right? Like being right. Everybody want to be right. No, no, I didn't want to spend this whole year. Dude, I got the Arte syndicate, man. There's thousands of business owners in this fucking group. You think I wanted to spend my whole year on the phone with motherfuckers crying because they're losing their goddamn businesses? You think I, you think I fucking like that? No, I, I'm talking, talking about man, the media. I, fucking every talking fucking, media. I got every fucking person out there that wants to virtue signal and tell everybody how great they are and how good of a person they are. Like these people posting pictures, taking the vaccine, like they're fucking got their first shot when they're fucking three. Acting like they're taking the vaccines. Dude, and we and, and you're you you fucking people can't understand and can't get behind like And Sal, you're talking about the, the media wanting to be right, right? And pushing the narrative. I, I just think it's you know, like <clears throat> it's everybody from a mindset want to you want to be right. Like when you vote, you want to be right. So you want your team to win. And like in the coronavirus situation, like you want to be right so badly you hope he's fucking wrong. That's right. But it's when, all ego. But exactly. when he's right. You hate me. You hate it's it's a, it's, a, hate it's an yeah. anger. It's a it's an ego issue where you can't learn. This goes back to who who scores a touchdown. It doesn't fucking matter. What we should be mattered about is Americans, and that's where the shell game goes on. It's the frustrating pieces. Like as Americans, they got us fighting over here, so they can slide the money over here. And that's what we got to wake up to because I think I think when this first came out, some of us had the thought of like cool, not cool Corona, but cool. This is bigger than politics. Let's get it right. Not, are you right or are you right? Let's get this right. And I think when people were first quarantining and where people were first being proactive, a lot of it was good natured of like, we just want to yeah, get this I, right. I, I and then, and then what happened? I but agree. The problem we, is you've got these, everything gets snuck back door and then nobody's answering listen, it. Nobody's talking listen, about it. There should never, ever, 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 ever be a fucking shutdown of any businesses for health concerns should never fucking happen. The people who are scared, just like every other pandemic and the face of the fucking earth should stay home. The people who are immune compromised stay home. We fuck. There should never have been a shutdown should never happen. And it should never be allowed to happen again. We've never done it. We never did it. Nobody fucking did it. You know why? Because people had to fucking eat and people had to survive. And people had to go harvest their fucking crops. And people had to go run their markets to feed people. And because now they don't have to do that and they could just call fucking Amazon or whoever. Now we have this fucking bullshit. Fu oh, you don't care about people? I'm sorry. You are a fucking moron. I care more about people than you could possibly comprehend. You are a, a virtue signaling fucking sheep. 
that wants to take a picture and post it on Instagram with your fucking mask on so that you could pretend that you're a better person than your neighbor. That's the mentality that's destroying this country. And until we fucking stop giving praise to these fucking people and switch the narrative to, hey, fuck you, shut the fuck up, sit down, and we're going to run this country the way it should be run. We're going to continue to suffer the damage that's done by the lowest common denominator of society's intelligence level. And that's a fucking problem, and it should scare all of you. The days of, oh, look how good a person I am, blah, 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 should be replaced with, look at this fucking idiot who's fucking up our entire world because their fucking little egos needs to be. Well, dude, this is, these are the people that they go on to the, you know, the science wins, science wins. Still, okay, well, you're right. Science wins. Look at the data. Yeah. Like you want to play that fucking game. You got to be able to look at it. Okay. After this, we all score touchdowns and the fucking time punches the fucking clock. What's the score of the game? The score of the game right now is we, the people, got fucked and we got no. bamboozled. And all these people I'm talking about that virtue signaled their fucking whole year away, you're the reason these people are fucking losing their businesses. You're the reason these people are killing themselves. You're the reason of the extra suicides. You're, you're the fucking reason. So sleep with that, motherfucker. Sleep with that shit. That's yeah. the truth. And just finding a way, you know, I, th I think it's important, especially at the individual level, right? Like as big <clears throat> as we talk, being relevant, right? Just your own integrity with who you are as a person and what you stand for and, and having a backbone and being relevant. Like where can you go? What can you do every day to just have an impact and not be irrelevant when you're, when you don't think that things affect you in the short term. So you want to virtue signal or do some other things and think that it's, you know, it's, it's harmless, whatever it may be. Like you're just, you're one domino in this entire stack. And the more that that does, the more time that that brings. But more importantly is you are relevant and what are you doing with your actions? You know, I think it's super important. I think we all have to ask ourselves that on that individual level. It's tough to ask yourself those questions. You know what I mean? Cause you gotta be real. You gotta be real honest with what stares back at you. And when you're not willing to stand for those things and you're not willing to, it's not defying your neighbor. It's not, you know, like, and unfortunately, like we have as a society learned to be very tolerant. And I think, you know, the toleration has to, you have to learn to stop when it starts attacking your moral structure, your core values. And that's something that, you know, when you talk about being uncomfortable, that's something for me, you know, 2020 has challenged that because, you know, like, listen, I get it. You know, in the front side to Will's point, like we as a company, we did everything we could do. We took it like the fucking 10th degree operation. We were coming in, you know, I mean, we were as full head on as we possibly fucking could from the standpoint of like, and our, our obligation at that point was our dad, you know, making sure our dad stayed online and he was healthy and we could keep this thing. Cause you know, like they scared the fuck out of us. But at some point in time, we got to like open up your fucking eyeballs and start to realize like, mm, when you gave, right. you gave benefit of doubt, intentions were good. You gave benefit of doubt. You backed what was being recommended. We all thought it was bigger than politics but then at some point when patterns show you, when the data or when patterns show you that it's no longer that, that's when we've got to start. Well, there's start still changing. people out there that say, look at the science. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Please. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I love the, the but then I when you show them the science, that's disinformation. Yeah. And one, one of the, my favorite things. So, just so, so what's on the CDC website? Yeah, I'm pulling That's up. disinformation? Yeah. Are they, yeah. Well, so no. what, what counts as information? Oh, you're right. The, the only agenda, the, only the information that goes along with what you previously already believe is not disinformation. That sounds real intelligent. 
You motherfuckers out there to think like this that are struggling in your life in all areas, this is why. This is why. This is why. You do not understand the idea of confirmation bias. You do not understand that you don't know fucking shit. You don't understand what real data is. And even if you were presented with real data, you wouldn't be able to fucking read it. And your ignorance and your inability to learn the truth and learn facts because you're too busy playing Call of Duty is the reason that your fucking kids, their fucking kids, and their fucking kids will not have a future in America. More importantly, why we'll be speaking fucking Chinese. You know? Or mooing like a cow. Shit. I mean, if you get the vaccine. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's absurd. I think the numbers, I mean, that's, that's a perfect thing. I love to have that argument with people all the fucking time because it's just like, all right, well, this is what the numbers say. So how about this? Oh, well, that didn't work. Like, there's, there's a meme going around. It's like, uh, it's like a masked person versus anti-masked person, right? And they're talking about the, the flu numbers, right? Well, where the, where the flu go? Although, well, there's no flu because everybody's staying home. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then it's Just no flu, huh? Just none. 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 Zero. Mm-hmm. Gone. Well, the mask present, it protects against that. Oh, it does. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. But Seems I, legit. But we can't go to the restaurant. I'm confused here. And I, I think that there, therein lies another situation, whether it's ego or just plain stupidity. Like, let's start looking at this. Like, why are we not allowed to go to restaurants? You're allowed to go to Home Depot. You're allowed to fly in a plane. I'm going to tell you this, dude. I'm about to fucking just stop everything and move to fucking somewhere else, like in the country. And y'all never hear from me again. Like, that's how fucking sick of the fucking stupidity and the lack of critical thinking I am. I've tried as hard as I can all fucking year to try to get people to fucking wake the fuck up. And you know what I get? Why aren't you speaking up more? Why, why aren't you speaking up more? Like, dude, I'm fucking over it. Like, dude, I see what's happening. And a lot of you, a lot of you are going to be really fucking pissed off come January 20th. A whole lot of you. A whole lot of you. And it's all going to be because you couldn't fucking pay attention to what was actually going on. So on, on, uh, in closing, cause we're working here. So you, you've been around will Eli, you guys have been around the, the podcast slash our world for, for how long when you think about today's podcast, you think about the podcast in general, what's the best lesson that you can leave with the audience? Eli, you can hit it. I mean, you seem to be, you, you seem to be pretty in tune. You've been listening. How long you've been listening to the podcast? Long time, man. What's long it? Time. Define that. Year. Four years, probably. Yeah. Four Not years. long after you guys started. Um, and it, yeah, and it started with MF CEO and, and I've just, man, there was a point in, in my business career. I was a personal trainer for a long time to where a, a switch flipped in my head and I real I learned how to learn and I discovered mm-hmm. podcasts and audiobooks and all that shit. And my life literally changed when I discovered all that. Your guys is one of the first ones that I came across, um, just being in the fitness world and personal training. And it gave me a voice, man. And it taught me to, Hey, first of all, you can build who you are, who you are right now. doesn't have to be who you are, you know, and listening to you, man, and how unapologetic authentically you, and that's why you were as successful as, as you became. And it, Kind of gave me a voice and that's when i said i conjured up will you know this alter ego of mine over here uh you know, know if that's and, a good and good it was thing like and then seeing the similarities <clears throat> between you guys and man seeing him run a company and then seeing how your company runs here the attention to detail the biggest thing i took away from today is you go you go in the the first form gym every logo is up every pin on the weight stack 
goes back to the top once we're done with that. The attention to detail, even at the smallest scale, it's huge to me. In addition to that, everyone's coming up to us. Everyone's saying hi. Everyone, we ain't shit, man, but people are making us feel like we're shit here. And that culture that you've bred, man, that did comes. You, did you, so when you lifted, did you put the shit back? Uh, DJ helped me. Because <laughs> we do have a rule here. No, I told, I told him about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, dude, yep. if I have a like, guest yo. here and they fucking can't see yep. how we keep our shit and they, yep. and they fucking put it like they would put it at Planet Fitness, yep. I never have them back. Yep. It, and it's my little litmus test. It went on my story, man. That, that yeah. literally of everything today. That, because I, I respect the hell out of gyms and I respect the hell out of other people's gyms. But seeing that little detail today, that's the most, of all the things you've built here, of everything at this facility, that's the thing that stood out to me the most. And um, it, it's just fucking cool, man. It's, it's being who you are and being unapologetic about it. And more people need to be okay doing that. Yeah, I think it's um, everything matters all the time. Right? Things matter in that gym at an incremental level because they matter at a big level. You know, it comes all the way down to like when we, when we showed up, you wanted that gym to look a certain way. So my experience as a new guy here, I'm able to absorb and have the same experience that others have That's actually had. not why it's like that. That's just how I'm taking it as a guest. Yeah, like that every motherfucking no, day. But I'm going to tell you why we do that that way. We do it that way because every time you have a chance to correct something and make it perfect, you're building your attention to detail and your discipline muscle. And so... It has nothing to do with what the guests think when they come in here. It has everything to do with how attentive my staff and our staff and our company is to the attention and detail of everything that we do. So it's not about making an impression. Oh, that's just a byproduct. But it does. That's a byproduct. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean from my, yeah. from my, from my yeah. perspective. It's about commitment to fucking excellence result. as a company. Everything right. matters all yeah. the time. But again, it's like, it's, it's everything matters all the time, right? It's like, Hey, if, if we're not going to do the, it's the same way. Like when you, when you're training, you know, like when you're training in the military and, and you know, we had, we had a, a saying at the schoolhouse, high speed is being brilliant at the basics, right? And you're like, what the fuck? But then when you realize how hard it is to be brilliant at the basics, beyond rapport, without falter, no matter the circumstances, you're high speed as fuck, you know? But the bottom line was, man, if I'm not doing preparatory things and if I'm not here at, at an incremental level on, on things that when, when they are low stress, we're at a, a level of the weights, right. how are we ever... <clears throat> Going to execute here, but you're right. It's a, it's it's building a pattern of behaviors for excellence. But they've got to. Everything is so incremental, and you've got to have them through all through all all sides of it. You know, it's super important. And I noticed that, and I think the biggest thing for me is um, you know, just taking action, and as much as you guys take action, and then just paying it forward. You know, like um, like he said, hey, we're not a big deal, but you appreciated who we were. Yeah, you, know, you came on our podcast. You said, hey, these are good love motherfuckers, it. and I love their yeah. story and. And guess what, man? We got to take a trip here to meet you guys and, and, and hopefully be around longer and, and build relationships with you guys. And, and just the, the, the action you guys take and your, your heart for the people who want to help themselves is huge. You know, and I, you know, I, I think that's the biggest takeaways for me. So tell, tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, you can find me, uh, my personal, uh, Will underscore Grimes. Um, Find me on Facebook if you want. We've got a YouTube channel. Or he, he's probably already sent you a DM on Instagram. He probably has. There's pictures <laughs> me? and everything in there. All the pretty ones. All the pretty Eli, ones. Eli, what about you? So uh, you know to find uh, Eli Schmidt here. And where, Instagram. And where can your podcast be found? Man, everywhere. iTunes, iTunes. Spotify. Should be on Anagram yep. one day. I think Andy's going to have his own platform. <laughs> we would love to be uh, dedicated to that day platform. Day one, dollar zero. Yeah, you guys can find that. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you guys can uh, Guys, can I brought that. these guys on, like I said, in the beginning of the show, because I... I was blown away with the conversation that we all had 
when I met them. And, um, you know, I do a lot of podcasts and some are okay. And some, some, you know, they're getting started and I know they're going to be better, but these guys have a lot of good real world, uh, information to share. I had a great conversation with them. Um, <clears throat> and I want to expose, uh, good people to, to our audience and our family here, um, with our show. So I just want to say thanks for making the trip to come out. Um, I know, I know everybody listening is going to love supporting you guys and, uh, just really appreciate the contributions today to the show. Uh, and I hope we get to do this again sooner than later. Yeah. Likewise. However, we can, um, just pay it forward. And I, you know, I guess I want to leave everybody with this, <clears throat> understand your responsibility with relationships. It's not always like if you've got a girlfriend or some great friends that are in your life, it's not only so much like, man, Eli is so good to me. And, and it's a great thing. What's my responsibility as a business partner or as a friend or a brother? What's my responsibility to make sure that I'm bringing value here? And, and obviously whatever we can do for you guys to bring value to your platform, because of what we're doing is what we're on board for. And no questions asked you guys have, have given us an amazing experience and value toward ourselves, but more importantly is our responsibility to you. To do just, just keep doing what you guys are doing because what you guys do is important. All right. There's not enough men out there speaking the truth of what it means to be a leader, what it means to be a man and <clears throat> what it means to struggle and overcome. And it's, there's too much of this, you know, flash in the pan. This is what it's all about. And then there's also too much of the other side of that. I'm a victim. Boo-hoo. All right. And you guys tell the truth. And that's the thing I appreciate about you guys. So just keep telling the truth, man. It's all going to fucking happen for you guys. So that's the show, guys. Appreciate you guys listening. Um, hold on to your buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> I told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm going to get millions.